We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The reality is that the Michigan offensive line and the Michigan defensive line won that game, and they won on both sides of the line of scrimmage. But when you see a team put up how, how many rushing yards did they have it was over 300 rushing yards that's the offensive line man kudos to the offensive line they got great backs they had what did they have like 150 yards in the first quarter they had something like 154 of the 173 yards uh in that quarter were all after the first hit, I mean, they, Michigan just wouldn't go down. The running backs, they they could not bring down the running backs. And then Michigan went into kind of a lull, and the game got a little closer, and I think you got a little nervous if you were a Michigan fan. And then the end of the game, man, it was just the, again, cumulative effect. They, it was the game was over. And and uh, watching play Corum and, and the way that he powered – through some of those uh, touch, couple of touchdowns. The first two couple of touchdowns were over forty yards, and then they then they had a fifty yard run. I mean, it was it was a an advertisement for that Michigan offensive line. Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, they combined for two hundred thirty seven yards and four touchdowns. When you look at the next gen yeah. stats to see how easy it was, two hundred thirty one of the three hundred four yards. Before contact, so they weren't even Crazy. getting touched. They weren't even getting close, and that's how that's how you lean into a running game. And JJ McCarthy, when he needed to make the big play, he did, and he did it with his legs, and he was accurate. You feel really good for a local guy made good. Yeah, absolutely, and it was great. You know, I, I think my favorite moment of the game, and this is a dumb one to pick out, but it looked as if John Harbaugh had finally arrived at the game like I'm sure he had some work to do he's running a playoff team in the NFL and all of a sudden Jim's standing there on the sideline and his brother comes up and gives him a hug in the game while the game is ongoing and it was you know it was kind of a perfect moment they had just gotten the ball or whatever but but the the smile on the two brothers faces was fantastic it's just great great moment if you like that family, the father's there, the mom. I mean, it was really fun. On the sidelines, it was like, Jim, what, who's who's tapping me on the shoulder? How, exactly. dare, how dare you interrupt me? Oh, it's exactly. you. Exactly. Okay, in the of the game. come in here. Give yeah. me a hug. Oh, it's you. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's just awesome. I'd po- do that to one of my brothers if they would just be national championship Brothers coaches. can do that to brothers. And, and Jim talked afterward about, you know, finally being able to join his father with the national championship, his brother with the Super Bowl. And he was being facetious, but football is a family business for the Harbaugh's. And I think that when you look at the pictures being taken on the field afterward, Molly, did you see Tom Crean on the field, the brother-in-law yes, of yes. the Harbaugh's? And that yes. was quite a picture. A lot of coaching acumen 
in that in that family photo. So you, not Jim Harbaugh is not for everybody. I'm looking forward to talking to Dave Wanstead because I'm sure he's like a proud uh, proud uncle or father because of his relationship with Jim. But you have to give him credit. Michigan was ready to play, and the team that won the national championship in its own style, and now he stamped a Michigan man for life doing what uh, nobody's ever really done, 15-0. and Yeah, now he's free to go to the NFL, David, if you like that sort of thing. Thank you. That, that's, where, that's where I'm leading this conversation. <laughs> he got it done. That's, uh, that's really fun. Uh, the Bears had their goodbye uh, yesterday. They had their uh, final um, meetings with the coaches. The players uh, got a chance to talk. I'm not, I'm not overly hooked on this idea that the exit interviews are this incredible moment where everybody gets to say their piece. We did hear from DJ Moore. He did tell us uh, that he was going to express his opinion and, and express – his opinion, he did. They they sought it, and he gave it to him, and I liked that, and I thought it was funny the way he, he seemed so delighted that they wanted to know what he thought, and he, he, we know, I, I think everyone in America knows what he thinks. I believe he told us that yesterday. Um, but that was kind of fun. It, it's kind of fun to see stuff like that, and it's good. It's good to have the players. It, it's good to let the players believe that you care about their opinion. Uh, Molly, I think that what's happened is that the way we cover the NFL and all pro sports, that every, every step of a process is covered and exhaustively. And sometimes, you know, to, to detail, we don't really care, care about or, sh- or should, should necessarily weigh very heavily. I think exit interviews fall into that category. This is a routine. This sure. is a routine thing. Every team, every... Every you know business they go through this. I don't know what is said during an exit interview is all of that impactful in terms of making policy for the next season or the off season. It's a way of keeping communication lines open with your players. But I don't think that we're going to say, oh, well, you know what? This is the direction they're going to quarterback. This is the way they're going to offensive coordinator. This is what going to do with the head coach based on something said in an exit interview. Yeah, yeah, that that's a fair way of putting it. I don't think. I don't think that it really resonates that much, but I think all those years, uh, I remember Aaron Rodgers complaining that nobody sought his opinion or would listen to his opinion. Let people let people air their grievances. If you're having that, an exit interview, that's part of the process. That that's why you have them. You want yeah. the players to feel a sense of ownership, and it yes. builds camaraderie. And you don't want to alienate anybody from. Uh, make them feel like they're not, they don't have a voice. Everybody wants to be heard, but I just don't know. You know, Kevin Warren is not waiting to see what the receiving core thinks of Justin Fields before weighing in on his thoughts on what to do with the quarterback. It, you know, right. Sometimes right. I think we present this stuff in a way that, and I, and I know it's, it's, we're addicted to football in every aspect we should cover, but I just don't know if the exit interview phase of, uh, of the season or the off season is all that compelling? Yeah, it, it, you're more interested in getting to the, you know. The, Let's get on the, with it. The leaders giving <laughs> yeah. you their opinions and what they oh, think yeah. and yeah. what yeah. they're going to do. And we'll see that hopefully uh, in the next uh, the next couple of days, probably Wednesday. We'll find out tomorrow when they're going to 
if they're going to have a news conference. Maybe we find out later today, but I would hope Wednesday be a big day. Um, I think that I was amused more than anything else. I just wondered, as you're driving into Hallis Hall, if you see all these signs, like they, it's almost like a, uh, it's like going to the poll. Everybody wants their candidate uh, to get acknowledgement. If you see those signs, do they send a subliminal message, or are you calling the uh, the folks at security and asking them pull the tapes? What the hell's going on? How do yeah. they know where we are? I, I think you're more likely to go to security. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Have, have you ever once, and I know that you have voted in every chance that you've gotten an opportunity to yep. go to the ballot. Have you ever once been swayed or influenced by anybody standing outside uh, the, the building who gives you a card or shakes your hand or a pat on the back and, and that says, vote for me? Have you, has that ever impacted you? No, of course. Or a not. sign in a yeah. yard. No, I, I usually go in loaded with information and I know exactly what I'm doing. That's the, the truth. The, those signs, when I see them, I think, okay, that's very interesting. Fans support Justin Fields. They want Jalen Johnson to get paid. I wonder how long they're going to sit there before somebody picks them up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And I hope they don't <laughs> I hope they don't litter that nice lined business park, you know, that exactly. leads back to Hallis yes. Hall. Don't don't let anyone know where it's at. They don't yeah. need any more signs. They, uh, <laughs> they've hit the limit. Uh, it, it was funny. I mean, I, I just was amused that people thought enough to kind of go out there and do that. You know, it was kind of a cute little thing. And I, I, um, I, I get it. You're expressing public opinion and people love the quarterback and everybody wants Jalen uh, Johnson to get paid. I didn't think there was any shock to it. But I also don't think there's any subliminal advertising that's that's working, right? I mean, I, 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 I don't either. Here's what I think is the best part about stuff like that is that the fans they, they make their statement, they build, they make their signs, they plant them in the uh, in the grass, and on the way out, I think Justin Fields signs some autographs. Other players stop to say thank you. It's a good time for that kind of interaction, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that um, George McCaskey's driving by saying, oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> of course! Eureka! Yeah. yeah, yeah. no, that's not happening. But, it, I mean, it, it just told you somebody cared. I think it'd be really funny to find out that it was, you know, Justin himself or Jalen Johnson, which I know is not true, but I, I think it'd be very amusing if – it came to that, that. They asked Tyreek Stevenson about it, and he said that he didn't put any of them down, but if anybody wanted him to, he would jump in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's entertaining. He's a good interview. He's definitely a guy that had a tremendous rookie year. And Molly, kind of tying together exit interviews at Hallis Hall and waiting for some, side of, some sort of uh, news to happen or an announcement and right. last night's national championship game. Let me say this, because I think this is the elephant in the locker room. Michigan winning as emphatically as they did and Jim Harbaugh dancing around his NFL future after the game in the way yeah. that he did 
the Bears maybe feel comfortable with Matt Eberflus, and I think that they could, you know, spend last night and today figuring out ways to articulate that and sure. certainly reasons to support that. But you've got to find out if you're Kevin Warren, if Jim Harbaugh wants to coach in the NFL. That qualifies as due diligence. You've got to make that call so you remove any doubt because we talk about the upgrade all the time. The conversation of the quarterback is all about the potential upgrade. Jim Harbaugh, no disrespect to Matt Eberflus, but Jim Harbaugh would represent an upgrade to many NFL head coaches. Yes. And with his Bears background, you've got to explore whether or not he is attainable. I, 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 this is a long time ago, and um, and uh, we've lost Tim McCaskey since this conversation, but I will never forget. I mean, it, this is years ago in one of their coaching searches, in one of their um, in one of their uh, kind of rebuilds, the multiple kind of looks at thing. There was a feeling within the family, uh, so I was told, that Jim Harbaugh that that was a marriage made in heaven. That that because he had played for the Bears, because legend has it that Michael, also gone now had been the guy they wanted him drafted, that, that Michael liked him that much. Um, that there, it was almost inevitable that th there would be a time where Jim and the Bears would kind of somehow get together. Um, I don't know if now's the time. And, I, I, you know, you hear all the stories about places like, uh, like um, the Chargers or the Raiders. I mean, there are people interested in Jim – he, he flirted with uh, Minnesota not long ago, and that was kind of weird, and that didn't come together. Um, I, I just It always goes through my head that I was told, whatever it is, 20, 25 years ago, that that was something that would inevitably one day happen. And, and you're running out of time for that one, right? right. I don't know how much. You know, you're, well, Jim takes the next job. It's going to be a five-year gig, I would imagine, right? And in five years, you can change the complexion of an organization. In five years, people say his shelf life will you know, expire yes. and it, there's, everyone comes with an expiration date. But, Molly, let's think about it. When you look at NFL franchises over the course of a five-year uh, period of time, you can transform the way you think, the way you perform, the way you do business, and the way you win. And anybody watching Michigan last night, even the most – uh, ardent of Michigan bashers, I think. Right. Uh, anybody in, in our... Dustin. In our, in, yeah, let's, uh, let's say <laughs> hypothetically a guy named Dustin doesn't like Jim Harbaugh because he doesn't like Michigan. Yes. You have to respect preparation, the intensity, and the execution. That's a college football program that is, that is doing it in a way that gets the most out of every game, every player, and that's the kind of coach that you want running your operation. No doubt about it, and I mean the you know the the glorious ending to that season. The you know I think Jim stood there and said he was being interviewed in the post game, like right at the moment. And I think he said something along the lines of he looked around and he said, "Every piece of confetti has its own story." He did. And he I, did. <laughs> I, I, I'm like. And then they had a camera shot where there was like a piece of confetti stuck in the camera. And I was like, what's the story with that one? I mean, it was just, it was so 
weird and so well, Jim. He, he is unorthodox. He is yeah. unusual, and he would come into uh, – but he's worked – in the San Francisco market and succeeded. Oh he went God. back to college football in nine years, and now he's done what he went there to do. Mully, he has he has conquered this challenge. He went back to his alma mater, and he did what he always dreamed about doing. He was a head coach of a Michigan team that won a national title. I wonder if any element of him or how much of him, the, you know, the guy who has his inherent intensity and competitiveness says, all right, what now? What's next? Yeah, I, I mean, it is, uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive when a guy like that has this connection here. I don't know that any of it's going to happen. but I don't either. I, yeah. I, we, we, we've got to talk about it. I don't know how, how realistic it no. is because then you start to get into what would that cost, Molly? What would that I cost know. for Jim Harbaugh? It would be worth it, though, David. I mean, it's, you know – Craig Council has, has kind of rewritten the the, uh, the managerial uh, uh, payroll idea, right? That That's changed quite a bit by going out and getting a guy like that. I mean, you want players, and the Cubs are rumored to be involved with players, and let's see that happen. But I think that they did show ambition. They showed kind of this bold attempt to change who they are. The Bears could use that. The Bears, I, 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 you know, I'm not dissing anybody. I'm just saying if you got an opportunity to get someone who could be compared favorably with some of the best people out there, how do you not pursue it? How do you not go after that? It would make no sense to me. And I think that if we hear about a press conference on Wednesday, if they announce that schedule right. today, I think it becomes less likely that they are – going to pursue Jim Harbaugh or already know the answer to the question if they pick up the phone and ask. If they leave it vague and there's some, nothing on the agenda, the longer it goes, the more I'll wonder. I, I don't know if that's oversimplifying it, but I do think that when you look at what we're all waiting to hear is some kind of clarity, some sort right. of update. And the longer we wait, the more these kind of pieces will, will you'll start to wonder if they're falling into place because, as you said, there has been an understanding with some people in the Bears organization, and not an understanding, but like yeah. Jim Harbaugh, I love the word that you used, inevitable. There always seemed to be an inevitability that if he was going to, you know, if this, that's his final act as a coach, that it would, you know, he would, he would come to Chicago before uh, all is said and done. It would be a great thing to consider. It's not for everybody, but I think the Bears at least need to figure out if it's for them. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.